Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Broto Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at brotofantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up to the minute TD updates on game day and up to the minute start sit decisions. And of course, youtube.com slash brotofantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. It's time. It's time to talk about the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The AFC, I mean, the NFC North remembers. Yes, the NFC North remembers, and they remember that the Bears are the uh, people in that division that are defending champions. A lot of that is because of their offensive outlook. So let's get it started. I am Tim Petrop, of course, with my brother. Mike Petrop. And my other brother. Jay Petrop. And we are going to be looking at the Chicago Bears. We're going to start with the offensive outlook, which is their head coach, their offensive coordinator, and how that has an effect on what their offense is going to look like. The Bears, of course, have Matt Nagy and offensive coordinator Mark Helfrich teaming up again. Matt Nagy calls the plays. It's Matt Nagy's uh, offensive system. So it's really Matt Nagy. But Mark, keep going, kid. Shout out to you. Um, he takes an 11 and, uh, a 5-11 and 11 team. A team to 12-4 and four as a rookie head coach, wins rookie of the year. Andy Reid-style offense. We all know he comes from that Andy Reid tree. Mitch Trubisky takes a giant leap forward. Their offense goes from 29th in the league to 9th in the league. Um, lots of deception, pre-stat movement, and timing on this offense. Um, so this offense, I think, in a, the second year in such a complicated system, I think they have a chance to take that next step forward and make a little leap. I don't think that's a reach. Also, if you look at the numbers, Matt Nagy's offense is a lot better uh, in the beginning of games and at the end. And usually coaches have a set number of plays to call during the game. And then you have to um, improvise a little bit more at the end. So I also expect Nagy to take a step up there. Yeah, um, I just I, I think you went a little too far when you said Trubisky uh, improved dramatically. Went a little too hard on the Beaver. Yep. All right, so I can let's go to quarterback then. You say I went a little too hard on Trubisky improved dramatically. Um, I don't agree with that. Is there any reason why you say that? He still struggled a lot with his accuracy. All right. I don't care how many times you try to tell me he's gotten. Yes, he got a little more accurate from year one, but he's still a very inaccurate passer as an NFL QB. I mean, his his completion percentage was 66%, which is lower than 70%, but that's up from in the high 50s the year before. Well, yeah, he improved, which is nice that's to a, see. That's giant. Listen, I, I, the, reason why is carrying the reason why I'm being so defensive is because Mitch Trubisky, I think, is primed to be a top 12 quarterback this year. And I have, I, I've, I've been on the bandwagon where I think I 
Mitch Trubisky could be an MVP candidate. I really believe that Mitch Trubisky is set to have a good season. Here's why. When you look at Mitch Trubisky's game, a lot of people like to talk about his inaccuracies. I don't think he has inaccuracies. I think that he makes careless and dumb throws. And when you do that, it's because it's his third year in a system. And it's his third different system. Let's go back three years ago. He was a one-year starter at North Carolina. Did not start any other games. Then he goes to the Bears, starts under uh, John Fox in his archaic offense. Then you go over again, Matt Nagy's first year last year. Second year with Matt Nagy now, Matt Nagy even said last year it was like he was learning a new language. This year he's going to learn how to have conversations in that language. They're fine-tuning it, right? Mr. Bisky last year, if you're looking at is he going to be good, is he going to be bad, there's one thing that everyone has that's good, and that's the clutch factor. And Mitch Trubisky has that in spades. Three game-winning drives last year. Trubisky's passer rating was 17th among starting quarterbacks overall in the last seven minutes of games or of the fourth quarter or overtime, last seven minutes of games. Fifth overall, 115.4. Why is that? It's because he's more free. He understands it better. He, he doesn't have to overthink. He can make decisions quicker. And what, what you see is a situation where he can run the same exact play in the second quarter and run that exact same play in the fourth quarter and make it great. His best throw last year was to Allen Robinson on the sideline to set up a the Cody Parkey miss. That ended up being a, a great throw and it ended up losing the game, but it set them up for a 41-yard field goal. That He threw an interception on that exact same play earlier in the game. So that's what we're talking about with Mitch Trubisky. We're talking about a guy who... When he plays freer, freer, plays better. You're also talking about a guy who can run, faced 131 third downs last season, and converted 64 of them, 16 with his legs. Put that, let's put that in perspective. Very passionate about Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. This is like the longest you've ever spoke in one turn. I really <laughs> think that Mitch Trubisky, I, in all of my redrafts, it's not like pro leagues. I'm going to try and have him on my team, number one. I have him in, in my in the Scott Fishbowl. And number two, I'm I'm going to be very happy about it because you can get him in the 11th round, and he has the upside of a great quarterback. So he's a runner. He's a passer. Does he make stupid mistakes sometimes? Yeah. But in fantasy, you could live with that. He's also very volatile, though. Last season, he had six games of 19 points or higher, three single-digit games, and then five in between. So 10 games wasn't weren't uh, superb when it came. Not, not He not missed a couple games. games he missed yeah. eight games or so. We're not superb fantasy-wise. But, yeah, he can take a step up. And his rushing, I think, is the nice buoy for him because he started to run more as the season went on, ended with 400 rushing yards. I could see him uh, rushing for 500-plus yards this season if he, as long as he stays healthy. That's a question mark with him, too. So I do like Trubisky as a, a back-end QB1 this year, but there are some weeks where you might want to look in a different direction. He was ninth in true throw value last year. Uh, it's a very efficient offense, uh, So, and I think there's definitely room ninth. for him to take a step up. Third in QBR. And his legs are underrated. People talk about running quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. They don't talk about Mitch Trubisky, uh, Dak Prescott even. I think Trubisky is going to be a QB1 this year. Um, let's move over to the running back, someone that will help Trubisky be a QB1. David Montgomery is coming in and looking like he's going to be the workhorse back. I think he's a perfect fit for this offense. He's been called Kareem Hunt multiple times by Matt Nagy. With this scheme that Matt Nagy runs, it's a very complicated scheme, and it's all about misdirection and fooling the defenses, right? Imagine how much like um, innovation you could leave unused. If you have a back like Jordan Howard who you know is going to run the ball, and then you have a back like Tariq Cohen who you know is going to pass the ball. It's, it's a lot. 
So when you have a guy with multiple skill sets, I think Matt Nagy's going to use him in a lot of different ways, and I think he has a chance to be as good as Kareem Hunt was in his rookie year. People were hating on Jordan Howard last year. He ended with 100, 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns. So if you take that, because there were games where it seemed like he wasn't even involved. There were games where it seemed like he just kind of became an afterthought. So if that's the floor for the main runner on the Bears, because there was times when Howard wasn't getting the carries too, so that leaves some room for Mike Davis to get touches as well. If Montgomery's going to be the main runner, then you're looking at an RB2. Yeah. I mean, he was also – he was – a ridiculous uh, producer the last couple of years in college too. 1,200 yards last season, most missed tackles overall and most missed tackles per attempt in all of uh, the NCAA. Since PFF started tracking college football, no running back has forced more than 100 missed tackles in a season. David Montgomery did it in back-to-back years. Damn. So David Montgomery is a beast and a half as a running back. I just And I he can catch. I don't really see the huge pass-catching potential here with Terry Cohen still there. See, I, so, I think something important, though, Terry Cohen had 99 rushes last year. Do you think he's going to see that many rushes again with Montgomery and Mike Davis? So even if Mike Davis steals some touches, I don't know if Mike Davis is going to play much. But even if he does, you ex- Cohen's not going to get 99 rush attempts. The thing I, I think with Cohen is I think you'll see him in two running back sets. But I don't I, can I, see that. I don't think you're going to see him a lot by himself on the field unless it's third down. No, nah, he will. Even just to spell David Montgomery. Okay, maybe for spell, but I think even then Mike Davis could spell him a little bit. I think that you're going to see Tariq Cohen. I think they want to get the ball out of Tariq Cohen's hands a little bit. Uh, that's what the what their moves that they've made throughout the offseason have hinted at. Not really. They just wanted to get nah, not out of the passing dude. Yeah, not no, out no, of no, game. out of the out of his hands in the backfield. But that's what I'm saying. There is room to have Montgomery and Cohen on the field at the same time and have them both be productive. The thing is, how good do you think the Bears are going to be? That's the real question. Yeah, yeah. I, because I wouldn't be surprised pieces. if they are worse this year. I'm talking record-wise. Win-loss. Win-loss. Because if you look I'm at their saying. losses, they had three losses last year. And Tariq Cohen Four. had nine, 13. All right, well, then I looked at three of them. I messed up there. But Tariq <laughs> Cohen had nine, 13, and 14 targets. So when they're losing, Cohen's going to be the one in the game. He's going to be catching passes. Are Four, they going to be 14 leading? targets is a shit ton. I yeah. think the Packers are going to be better. I think the Vikings are going to be better. I don't know. I I don't... I think the Bears might be one of those. Every year there's a turnover in playoffs. I would not be super shocked if the Bears are one of the teams that get bounced out. Which would mean good things I'm for not. Cohen and bad for Montgomery. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'm really on the other side of that. I think, his, the, I, think the, I think they win 13, 14 games this year. 14? I mean, it's only a two-game improvement. you got to have a better quarterback to win 14 games. He's, they're going to have a better quarterback. We'll see about that. We'll see. Back to Montgomery, his fourth-round ADP is you. a little too... What, that they don't win 14 games? No, I'll bet you that Mr. Trubisky is a top eight quarterback. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, bet that. i got to write that down. Top I don't 12, have my phone Michael? on me. Nah, top, he thinks he's going to be eight. top 12. No, I'll do top 12 with me and you. Top 10? Me in the middle? No. Wow, lame I want Damn. the two extra ones. This is what Michael does with the bets. He makes you take bets that favor him and then claims that he's so good at them. <laughs> Well, we're already talking more about this team than the yeah, Redskins. Yeah, we've only discussed and <laughs> So let's move on. Let's move on. Terry Cohen. To the wide receivers. Mike oh, Davis. Terry Cohen, bro. We talked about him. Yeah. That's true. All right, give me some more <laughs> Terry Cohen. Come on. I mean, 10.2 yards per reception. He's awesome out of the backfield receiving. He's a solid seventh, eighth round pick in half PPR, uh, PPR 
even better than that. So his ADP is a little high for me as of now. Last time I checked Fancy Pros, he was going like early fifth. That's way too early yeah, it's in too much. PPR league. It's too much for me. Um, let's go to the wide receivers. Allen Robinson, let's start out with. Inconsistent last season. Flashed old form every once in a while, but obviously he's not the same form. guy. There was one year. He made, yeah. All in garbage time. I mean, sometimes it's just volume. If we look at his other years besides that, he averaged four touchdowns. You can't act like he didn't hurt himself. You want to hear something pretty nuts, Tim? Because when I found this out, when I was doing my research, I immediately told Jason because it blew my mind. Allen Robinson last year, obviously disappointing. 55, 750, and four touchdowns as a wide receiver one is not what you want. But it's the fact that he was also healthy for 14 games. Excuse me, 13 games. One game all season in half PPR. Was yeah. over 14 points. Yeah, as a wide receiver, one, one. one game. Yeah. One game I mean, over 14 points. Why yeah. would you want that guy on your roster drafting in the sixth or seventh round? He had one game with six catches or more. I think that's why you want this next guy on your roster. And I just reached for yes, him and, with and drafted him in the eighth round of... of that's high. Uh, that's, it's high, but I had to reach for my guy uh, because I got auto-picked Jarek McKinnon because I slept in late today. Don't get me started on that. Um, Hashtag teacher life in the summer. Yeah, right. In summer. Anthony Miller. Look, I love me some <laughs> Anthony Miller. Ranked in the top 85 percentile last year of separation. So you know he gets he gets separation. Uh, coming into his second year, smaller. He's only 5'10", but has a knack for getting open in the end zone. Seven touchdowns as a rookie. It was not a fluke. Um, a number one role is up for grabs. I just said Allen Robinson is not the same guy. I think he could be the number one receiver in... in Chicago this year and get a hundred looks. I really do think. Yeah, that. if I was getting odds like plus odds on Anthony Miller overtaking Allen Robinson, any type of plus, even if it was plus one hundred five, I'd take that bet. Because honestly, Anthony Miller, Allen Rob, I just went over Allen Robinson's ridiculously consistent me- mediocrity last season. And Anthony Miller, as a rookie, played in thirteen games, but a lot of those games he was still banged up. Thirty three receptions, four hundred twenty three yards, and seven touchdowns. Obviously, you accept expect the receptions and yards to go up but seven touchdowns is not easy to come by and he's clearly going to continue to be a weapon in the red zone because they didn't bring in any new weapons the only new weapon they brought in was david montgomery they didn't bring in any new any new pass catching weapons according to bob Kloltzman, who has a great um who has a great youtube channel where he breaks down film anthony miller also missed out on two or more touchdowns and 300 or more yards on just mitch trubisky misses in the beginning of the season so I do want to say the the reason why Mr. Bisky look he struggled until that six touchdown game against the Bucks. He was he was not good. So that I, game I came admit out of nowhere. That, that was huge. They that did is. draft but Riley his, Ridley. His whole shit came different. But Riley Ridley's but trash. Riley Ridley's old already. Like no, Riley Ridley's trash. But no love for Taylor Gabriel. No, nah, we're. I was gonna say him, but he was, had seven games last season with seven or more targets, and I'd say he has he's more dynamic with the ball in his hands than Allen Robinson by a long shot. Well, yeah, that's that's what he does best. He is he's has decent flex appeal in him. I think Taylor Gabriel is more of a is more of a guy in the in the ilk of Tariq Cohen than he is a wide receiver. Like he's gonna wind up, he's gonna line up in different places. He's gonna he's gonna get jet sweeps. He's gonna and he's either gonna be good or terrible. He's either gonna get you two two catches for twenty two yards, or he's gonna get you four four catches, two carries. For 87 total yards and a touchdown. If you pick the right weeks, like I did last year a little bit with Taylor Gabriel, you'll be happy in this in your flex. Yeah. He um, always has those types of games in him. Let's go to the tight ends, the last position group here. Trey Burton, he'll have his big games. has a lot of upside. A uh, little 
tidbit about him. Fix his diet and routine up. He used to struggle with um, anxiety. Fixed that up. Doesn't eat an inflammatory diet anymore. And it says it's really helped him. Um, look, when you're drafting in the burden area, you can't expect an every week starter. When you're drafting a tight end, tight end in like the 11th, 12th round. Look, you can't really do that. But he's going to be as good a 1A as you can get in terms of tight ends. You're going to look for a streamer potentially. Um, week in and week out with Trey Burton, but he was the seventh tight end last year. Yeah, he's being drafted as the fourteenth. He had five hundred sixty-nine yards and six touchdowns. Not bad for your starting tight end. And if you look at what happened, I think it was just a little bit of bad luck because he was battling injuries at some points last season. He had five touchdowns in the first eight games. He ended the final eight with one touchdown. So I, you got to think there's a little bit of bad luck in there. He should end up with a little bit more than six touchdowns, especially in that offense. And if Trubisky takes a step up. You could see Burton increasing output, too. And you don't think of Burton as a PPR guy, but in nine games, he had four more catches. I, think, solid I like Burton end. a lot solid, as really a late-round tight end. You know, with with Burton, yeah. I think that, you know, you, you coined the phrase, Jason, seesaw running backs. I kind of feel that way about the tight ends, where if you don't pick one of the top four or five tight ends, then I'm going to wait till. 11, 12, 13, and get Trey Burton and get a guy like maybe Vance McDonald over a guy yes, like Jared Cook or a guy like Delaney Walker going before these guys. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to spend on them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, Vance is going before the guys you said, but Trey yeah. Burton definitely is not. Yeah. Um, for more, we'll see you Injury tomorrow. away. Oh, that's right. How could I forget? The one injury away. You know why I forgot? It's because my guy's already been said. I think Taylor Gabriel has a really good shot to, to make a, a splash. If Allen Robinson goes down. My injury away is Mike Davis slash David Montgomery's ADP. If one of them gets hurt this preseason or after this recording, their ADPs are going to skyrocket. Either or. I basically have the same thing, just different words. But yeah, Mike Davis or David Montgomery based on health. You're going to want them on your lineup. You're going to want to listen to us every single day because we're coming at you every single day. Air day. You can find us at... You already know though. Mike underscore Patrop. Jason. Jason Patrop. At Tim Patrop on so, all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, first real first frisky. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum if you want to support the show. Wow. We appreciate <laughs> Disrespect. Disrespect. What I said? You said Veterans Minimum, bro. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy if we you want to really support the show. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Um, shout out to the patrons that we already have. Uh, we love you guys. We love you. Um, YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, Brodo Fantasy, YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy if you want to see this. Or if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe. Yep. Leave us a comment. Yep. We appreciate it. Yep. Don't forget to rate us and like us on iTunes. Uh, what else? What else could they do? Spread the love. Yeah, spread the love. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, maybe not the ones in the same league as you, but tell your friends about tell it. Your friends. Peace out. All your All friends. You Later.